Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me this week to preview the NBA Finals and to sort of go over what happened in the Heat Celtics series is the one and only Heat fan that I actually enjoy and root for, uh, my guy, Will. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. We're going for, uh, we're going for number four. Mm. We represent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm doing well. Hope you've been doing, doing well as well, brother. I miss you. Yeah, man. Listen, me and we'll go way back to the score days, you know, sitting late nights at the NBA desk. This man telling Love me it. about Hassan Whiteside uh, being, you know, just the one reason why the Heat were being held back. And Was that probably, wrong? Pro- probably gassing up, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson or, you know, Josh Richardson is the next big thing. No, but you're actually like a legit Heat fan, though. Like, you're not like a big three Heatles guy like you you got on the um I mean not everyone who's watching on YouTube uh, yeah he's got on the Alonzo morning jersey and you know you yeah. got a, you got so you, you're like a real Heat fan you're like Udonis Haslam like you've been there for I'm like, like Udonis Haslam two I've decades been, I've been there before Udonis Haslam that, yeah that's before. crazy was, man nobody was there before I was, Udonis Haslam I was, this, this guy I was, was rooting for Ronnie Cycli man like, yeah. <laughs> Lebanese legend man that's DJ Cycli that's DJ Ronnie yeah, Cycli that, that's your boy that's Lebanese your boy. legend but. Yeah. No, man, I, I've been a Heat fan since, like, I want to say 96 or 97. Mm-hmm. I love the Lonzo Morning. I've always, I've always been a huge Zoe guy. And I watched that team go through some ridiculously bad seasons. I watched them. I remember when they first drafted Dwayne Wade, they lost their, like, first seven games of the season. I was like, mm-hmm. it's cool. We'll tank. I just want to watch this kid grow. I was excited. Made the playoffs that first year with Wade. And, man, eventually got Shaq and – you know, it's cool. It's cool to see a team that you've stuck with develop. You as a Raps fan, obviously. I mean, the difference is you live in the city, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, you got to grow with the team physically. You know, you got to attend the games and everything. But to see your boys win the championship, you know what that's like. That's how I felt back in 2006, right? So, yeah. we're now in – we're now going for number four, and I'm, I'm pumped, man. I feel good. This is crazy, man. Look, uh, I don't mean any disrespect because you know I've hopped on the Heat bandwagon uh, for yep. Asian Asian excellence, uh, yep. Eric Spolstra. Yep. Um, but we'll I, I, hope, I hope exactly 100%, man. Um, but I hope you don't take any offense, but like, how are the Heat doing this? Because, like, I because I, I feel like nobody really expected that much out of the Heat. Like, I, I think I was maybe before the bubble happened, and I think, you know, that it feels like a bit of a different season. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like a total continuation no of what happened in March. No doubt. But um, I was looking at this team and I'm like, you're relying a lot of like rookies. And I just felt like the physicality with some of these guys, you know, uh, yeah. maybe you can take them out of their game a little bit. And yeah, you know, they got some tough matchups. I thought honestly, like if Indiana was healthy, maybe they do something, you know, then Milwaukee in the second round, obviously that was going to be a tough test. And then like, you guys have lost three games. You guys, you guys know this, right? You guys have lost three total games. Three games. Like, what the we hell? We have the same record as the Lakers through the playoffs so far. Unbelievable, man. And I told, I told a lot of people, man, the East is crazy because everything is matchups. Mm, yeah. any, any game can swing like that. 
and you had the top five teams, the top six teams in the East, any one of them could have made the finals, depending mm -hmm. on health, depending on one adjustment, anything, right? That goes for the Raps as well, right? Maybe one little adjustment could have put the Raps against the Heat, right? That we wouldn't have seen the Celtics go that far. They got them, they got them to seven after looking not so great in the first two games, especially game one, right? But the tide turned in that series, and that happened a lot in the East, right? But mm -hmm. with the Heat, one thing that benefited them is the bubble helped, man, because Miami's biggest weakness was closing out games on the road. They could not win on the mm -hmm. road. They're one of the worst road teams I've ever wow. seen. Okay. They couldn't do it. They were rough, man. And at, the, at home, they were one of the best teams in the NBA. You kind of just take away that element, and you just you see the confidence that they're playing with. It's so different than it was earlier in the season. And on top of that, a couple of the big adjustments is you're plugging in Goron instead of Kendrick Nunn. Mm -hmm. you move on from a guy that's just – he went just absolutely cold when no. the bubble opened up. That guy's just uh, not that good, man. I feel like he's – Kendrick Nunn was dropping 30 on, like, the Hawks. Yeah. And then you put him against, like, the Sixers, and he's dropping, like, six on 14 shots. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like – he just, you put him against a team that can actually somewhat defend. Mm -hmm. And he was just, he just collapsed. He, he never had a good game against the Raps, I don't think. Not to my recollection. If he was, if he was playing more no. against the Celtics, he would have been a disaster, you know? Yeah. And um, another big adjustment was moving Bam to center mm -hmm. and then getting Myers out of the rotation. And I like Myers, but he's kind of a cheerleader. That's what you Yo, like no, for. he's absolutely, he looks like the male cheerleader, cheerleaders that are at the bottom 100%. of the pyramid that flip that people dude, up. That dude, yeah, he's lifting, he's lifting women up and he's mm. doing all that, right? No, he's making faces <laughs> on the sidelines. Yeah. I love, because he's always doing, mm, and he yeah, just he's he looks like a, he looks like a, yeah. Barbie, he looks like a Barbie doll too. It looks hilarious, man. <laughs> it's I, yeah. great, man. But like, he's, he's a great locker room guy and I love Myers, mm. but I don't want to see him play, you know, and <laughs> yeah. he had, he had a few good games. Like he, he wasn't awful for us, but you mm -hmm. plug him into situations like this and he's just too much of a liability on both ends. He was hitting some shots, but what's he going to really like, isn't Kelly Olenek better than, yeah, he is. than him uh, at shooting, right? Like Kelly Olenek's a better finisher than him. Kelly, like we had upgrades, right. But plugging in Jay Crowder into that starting lineup who man. shot the lights out until like the last, four games in that Celtics series. He just Wait, honestly, cool. that's enough, though. He did enough. He did his part, man. He did his part. And yeah. he defends well, man. And just allowing that level of versatility. Miami was like a middle-of-the-pack defensive team during the season. Because you mm -hmm. got Kendrick Nunn, who's like a – he's not a bad defender, but he's not a good defender. And then Myers, who's a liability. You kind of take those guys out. And Goron, who's not a great defender, but he works hard. He plays well in the system. You put the good defenders around him, he's not going to be that big of a liability. And then you're shifting in Bam as the five, and you can use him as more of a linebacker as well and have him switch around. And then you're running something like the zone, and just the way they're able to collapse, it just it brought on new life to the team. And you saw that as they kind of went through, in my opinion, the toughest pass in the, in the playoffs so far. Yeah. I mean, the Pacers aren't a cakewalk. They swept them. Mm -hmm. The Bucks are the best team in the league. They beat them in five and didn't make it look close. Yeah. And then the Celtics, who I think almost everybody picked, in that series with the Heat, you know, beat them in six. Mm -hmm. And especially that last game, they beat them handedly, right? So they just – they took on a new form and they just looked amazing. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I mean, I would say they're the surprise of the bubble, but, like, I think that's – I think that's also discounting the fact that they did make some moves, like, very shortly at the trade deadline. And, of course, I mean, there were injuries to your team as well. Like, the Heat were kind of like the Raptors. Like, you know, just couldn't have the top seven guys healthy at all times. Mm -hmm. You make Definitely. the trades. You know, like, a lot of these guys haven't played together. 
I think I heard Iggy on the uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, which was a great appearance. Uh, you know, Iggy's just a really well spoken guy, like really interesting to listen Big to. Time. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but he was talking about how like him and Tyler Hero had only played one game together before yeah. like, the restart. Yeah, so it's it's a new Hero. team, and you have like yeah. you know, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you just have two pieces that have fit in really well. I mean, even Solomon Hill, who you guys got randomly in that trade. First off, I don't know why Solomon yeah. Hill looks like he's been in a pandemic since 2016. <laughs> Like, this guy looks like he's been quarantining for the last four years, man. Ever since he uh, almost beat the Raptors in, in, with the with the Pacers. He, he, crawled, he crawled out of a cave and just ended up on the court somehow. Yeah, for real. Like, I don't, I don't know like, what's going on with him. He, he looks messy, man. Like, yeah. Jimmy Butler looks messy, and mm. I don't I don't even know. Like, there, there's no, levels Solomon, to this, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Solomon, it was honestly surprising. Like, it, it, it you know, he was – it was like a Bigfoot sighting. But – um. <laughs> No, I mean, all these guys have fit in well, man. And again, you guys have one of the great, you know, one of the great coaches in the NBA. Look at Eric Spolster. Yep. Look, look at the adjustments he was making towards the end, right? First off, okay, so, you know, you can admit that uh, playing zone against the Celtics, you guys stole that from Nick Nurse. You know, whatever, man, listen. Great, great coaches <laughs> respect on. greatness. Come on. They see, they see the coach of the year doing moves like, no, but the, no, the zone, the zone working against the Celtics is a surprise, though. And I do give Nick a lot of credit for it because on paper, you look at it, you're like, damn, there's a lot of good pull-up shooters there. Yep. This is a team that you shouldn't zone against on paper, but Nick kind of figured it out. You know what? Tatum's not a passer. Like, that's the biggest weakness in this game. He could pass a little bit. He's not really that good of a passer. You could knock out Kemba a little bit. And then Smart maybe gets a little too uh, – I don't know, man. This man took 22 shots in game six. Come on, bro. <laughs> 13 he, threes? He came, out, he, he came out in some of these games and he was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what blows my mind about Marcus Smart is he'll hit like five threes in a row and we're like, who is this guy? Yeah, He's yeah. like the worst shooter in the NBA. You know, that's and then he'll go cold and miss the next 12. No, yeah, listen. You guys know just as well as we do. Marcus Smart stole game two, man. If it was 1-1, this whole series would have been different. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, uh, this guy. <laughs> what you, he, hit, he, hit, he went five for five from three in that game? And, uh, and one. This guy, OG, on, like man. ran right through him too, and he still Come made on. the shot. And he made the free throw. Against, yeah. against OG. Against yeah. the biggest dude in the league. <laughs> No, that was unbelievable, man. But yeah, it's ridiculous. No, but like if you look at the adjustments, right? Like Spose playing that zone, that worked really well against the Celtics. There was a one game the Celtics won, I think game five, where they did well against the yep. zone. They finally figured yep. out you they can just, you can screen. Yep. Like they're yep. like, I don't know why Brad Stevens, the brilliant coach, is like, yeah, you know what? We should just uh, get to the middle of the zone, then swing to the corner, and then stand there and then reset. And do it. He's like, wow, well, if adjustment. I just screen at the top of the floor, <laughs> I get real advantages. This guy took forever to figure that out. Um, and then well, the one other of his, thing one is of his like, adjustments. Sorry, continue. No, I was going to say, the other thing was just like, I was looking at it towards the end. Like, Iguodala was basically playing backup center. Yeah. And doing a really great job, you yeah. know? So, yeah. shout out Eric Spolstra for, you know, just putting this whole team together, actually putting the whole system together. And also just like yeah. within the course of a series, like you need a playoff coach. And like Spo has proven 100%. time and time again, he's a playoff coach. Spo, Spo is probably, I think, I mean, for me, it's a toss-up between him and Pop. Mm-hmm. And then Nurse, I think I would, I would comfortably plug Nurse in into the yeah. top three. I mean, it wasn't Nurse's fault that Siakam kind of just no stopped being Siakam, right? Like, so in my, in my opinion, those, those are the three best coaches in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. Nurse does some weird stuff, man. He's yeah. a weird, weird coach, especially defensively. Like, you'll watch some of the things that's happening. You're like – no, no consecutive plays are the same on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. It's just he does some weird stuff. Like Spo is a he's a unique coach in that he's willing to bring in some old school stuff and some like elementary stuff. But like <laughs> Nurse will do like ten different elementary things 
in consecutive positions. Like, he does some yeah. weird thing, and he's brilliant for it, right? But, mm. man, um, you guys were one, one good Siakam game away from meeting us in the, in the conference final. <laughs> That's yeah. it, just the one. Well, I mean, let me ask you then, uh, you know, because because you're also, you know, you're you're based in Canada. You 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 know, lived in Toronto for a while and stuff like that, and everything like that. So you, yeah, obviously, you know, you've been around lots of Raptor fans. Like, how do you think the Raptors would have fared against the Heat? Because I don't think the Raptors would have beaten the Heat, sort of given the fact that you know, if your number one guy like Pascal is struggling that like that, yes, then you know, I just I, I didn't even want to imagine what Pascal would have done against Bam. I just felt like you know that would have been like yeah. phys- physically and and uh, spiritually damaging. Um, but I mean, you know, if the Raptors had gone into a heat series, what did you, how did you think that would have played out? You know what I mean? No, honesty. <clears throat> the one series that I was most fearful of in mm. the East was actually Boston. I, I think the heat match up nicely with the Raps. And I think mm. a big part of that is taking Siakam away. Yeah. But Siakam kind of just took himself away. I mean, like Jalen Brown played some nice defense on him as well. Like overall yeah. they had, they adjusted well. They didn't, didn't do a bad job on him, but a lot of that, like he was missing layups and just easy bunnies and, he just he didn't look like himself, but if that was the guy that we're gonna bring up into the conference final, like, like so, sorry Raptors fans, but I mean, with the way Miami's playing, like the Raps, the Raps looked kind of rough against them early in the season in the two mm-hmm. losses beforehand. I mean, they won in the I bubble, mean, but I was to say we beat y'all in the bubble. You know, Nick Nurse yeah. again speaking to the weird Nick Nurse thing. He put OG on Bam, yeah, yeah, and, which and you got Marcus on, on Crowder, yeah, and that worked yeah. really well. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think the Celtics had like an OG type of guy, like no. maybe semi Oljale, but you weren't really going to play semi Oljale, especially not when no, you have Gordon Hayward available, man. Yeah, gotta play yeah, Gordon exactly. Hayward. You need man. you need Gordon Hayward, man. What's <laughs> you he gonna gotta... do without his one for six shooting, man? You need him. You need Gordon Hayward to Yo, get buckets for you. Man. My favorite thing was the Celtics fans winning. Uh, what they win game three, and they're like, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. We got Gordon Hayward, the zone buster. <laughs> you know what I mean? The series is going to be different now. Celtics in six because of Gordon Hayward. Oh, man. <laughs> I, was well. dying, man. Well. I was dying. I was dying. I mean, all oh, due respect God. to this man. I mean, I'm, you know, he um, he had that ankle sprain and kept him out like a month. Yeah. He probably yeah. came back early from it. But, like, damn, 100%. this man was not looking great, man. I, I honestly. Why, why did they, like, I'm sorry. When a dude looks that bad, you mm. sit him. That's it. A hundred percent, Yeah. I don't know how – like, I know you respect Gordon Hayward. He could play. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't in the series. I get it. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. We got to give him respect for even trying. But, like, Brad, what are you doing? Like, throw, throw in Wanamaker. He would have been an upgrade. Wanamaker right? actually like, did play Wanamaker really well in this well. Place. He yeah. had some nice games against the Heat, especially those first two games without uh, – even though they lost those two games, those first two games, he looked good. Mm-hmm. And he just his, – his minutes just plummeted. You know, and considering how – like Kemba, Kemba started off a lot of games super hot. Like he had a, a few really good first halves, mm. and then he I don't know, just, man. I'm on to Kemba laughed. now. After these playoffs, after watching a lot are. of Kemba in the playoffs, I'm on to this man, man. This guy, I think, I think we all are. This guy has some Lou Williams to him in terms of fraudulent. Just, it, it, I don't even want to say he's fraudulent because <laughs> I, I think he's like a really nice player. That cr- that crossover yeah. pull up is nasty, but there's just something to him where I'm like, in a playoff series, I don't know, man. He's a a defensive liability. Like everyone yeah. hunts this guy. And then he can't really get to the rim. He gets to the free throw line by flopping. Man, honestly, yeah. we all know Marcus Smart flops, but like Kemba is really a, he's an. Well, actor. We don't. We we're okay with saying it about Marcus Smart because he's got yeah, the yeah. tough dude persona. So when the tough guy starts to flop, you mm-hmm. just like look at this guy, right? You, yeah, you get yeah. upset about that. Kemba's like this nice, friendly guy. He's always good with the media. He's very soft spoken, and 
Yeah. When he starts flopping, you don't really notice it because you're just like, oh, that's just nice old Kemba. He's look how small and frail he is. Mm-hmm. And then you watch him more, and you're like, what's this guy doing? Like, what was that? What were <laughs> there? Were, there was possessions where he would just run into Goron mm-hmm. and just flail away, and then get wow. mad that the rest wouldn't call it. You just see him get up and just complain. So, like, this dude got in foul trouble so much just based on flopping. <laughs> like, man, you're embarrassing yourself. Stop no, it, it. <laughs> it was bad, man. Listen. You know, when, when, when you're flopping against Goran Dragic and I'm on Goran Dragic's side, you know, <laughs> it was bad. No, but I mean, that's, like... That's my guy. That is your guy. Honestly, we're big res- a lot of respect to uh, Goran Dragic, man. He's been balling out th- throughout the course of the playoffs, like, definitely. Um, no, but Kemba just has a little bit of that Lou Williams to him, you know? Like, he's just not... He's definitely. not really going to get you that much of an efficient bucket, mostly just a contested jumper. You know, he's a pretty... He's more offensively skilled than, than Williams is, like, a yeah. sharper, but... Still a defensive liability. He's not creating that much else for his teammates, and I don't know, man. I just I'm a little onto him. I don't know. Like it's he he was not the best point guard in the Raptors yeah. series. He was not the best point guard in the Heat series. No, no. I don't know, man. It's, just, it's hilarious to me. Just I remember how much people talked about Dragic and mm-hmm. talked about how his contract was a disaster. I'm like, this dude's still dropping twenty a game. He's like the only consistent offensive piece before the whole Jimmy Butler yep. deal came to came to fruition. Mm-hmm. And he was, he's he'd been our most, he was an all-star a couple of years ago. The year that we went 31 and 10, the second half of the season, the infamous Dion Waiters year. Oh, <laughs> where yeah, he just that's right. Decided to like, earn, earn a big contract. Yeah. Yeah. Against, exactly. the, against KD and the Warriors, against too. That KD was crazy. Against KD and the Warriors, yeah, right? But yeah. uh, that year, uh, Goron was a stud, man. Him and, mm-hmm. him and Dion had some great chemistry on the court. And, like, like props to him. He had the one injury-plagued year. Um, uh, last year, but like props to him, man. He stuck with it. He accepted his bench role, and look at him now, man. Yeah. He was he was the best point guard in in the Indy series. He was the best point guard in the Milwaukee series, and he was the best point guard in the in the Celtics series. And I mean, if you want to call LeBron a point guard, go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But if you don't, then Goran's gonna be the best point guard in that series too. You know, unless playoff Rondo pops up. <laughs> I mean, play, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo has been doing a lot of damage, but <laughs> yeah. no, but it's nice. it, it's amazing, man. Dragic, like thirty four years old, like you know, what I mean, he's been in the league a long time. Kind of has a Kyle Lowry kind of style of trajectory yeah. a little bit too. You know, he like latched on in Miami. He like broke out a little bit earlier in Phoenix, but like you know, wasn't winning game. He comes to Miami, and he's part of a lot of playoff runs. You know, he makes the All Star yeah. game, and yeah, he's a nice guy. And also, you know. um, Shout out to uh, Iman on Twitter for pointing this out, but uh, the Houston Rockets had both Kyle Lowry and Moran yeah. Dragic yep. and let them both go. And, um, you know, both of them have now made the finals. The Rockets have not. And, uh, it's, for a guy it's, that could, it's and now they funny, have a guy man. that can barely get out the first round, man. It's just funny, man. I mean, I'd, <laughs> rather have, I'd rather have Dragic over Westbrook in a playoff series. I'd rather have Kyle over oh, Westbrook in a playoff series. 100%. I'm with you on that. Yeah. The thing is, like, the drop-off, the, the way people talk about Dragic's defense, he puts in way more effort than Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's drastic. You could put Westbrook in any situation defensively with, like, a stacked defensive team, mm-hmm. and he's going to find a way to be a liability, man. I don't know what's up with that dude's psyche, but he just he, – all he wants to do is play passing lanes. You, all he wants to do is get triple doubles. All he wants to do is crash the boards. Like, he's not, he's not going to put you over the edge. Goron is playing in the system, and he's a willing shooter, and he's a yeah. capable shooter. No. Right? No. And then you got Lowry. Lowry's one of the most – He's Lowry's different, man. Lowry, yeah. That guy, for how much I hate on that dude, he's, he's different. He's Come like – you. 
the way you feel about Goran is the way I feel about Lowry. <laughs> Yo, listen, <laughs> I man. Think that's fair. Now, I Goran Dragic is still an enemy of this podcast when he reached out and tripped OJ Anobi. And then they, they, that, they, didn't, they didn't even call flagrant on that. They just said regular foul. Get out of here, man. Yo, how much <laughs> is Pat Riley paying the these referees, man? No, no. What do you mean? Go look at the two-minute report. Get out of here. This guy's talking about the L2M report. Get out of here. L2Ms, we get crushed on them, man. Come on. Come on. We're still 12-3 in the playoffs, baby. Let's go. No, that's fair. No, no. A lot of respect for Gron Dragic. 34 years old doing this, man. Happy for this dude. Um, honestly, like it, it going back and actually, because you know, we, we kind of talked a lot about what sort of what makes the Heat look so good and stuff like that. You know, they've got this like really dynamic offense. Quite honestly, I, I was a little surprised as to like how like playoff ready this offense was. Like, because a this is first off, the second it's kind of like the first year of a new group a little bit. Obviously, Hero's a rookie. Duncan Robinson, you know, was didn't play what, last year. Didn't even so, like, play 10 last, games year. last year. Yeah, yeah. So he, last year, exactly right. So he's a big piece. You, you bring in Jimmy. Bam takes a step forward. And then, of course, you make those trades in the middle of the season and you get uh, Iggy, you get um, Crowder. And honestly, I guess if you want to count Solo Hill, sure. But, like, it, it's kind of a newish team. So, like, I was a little surprised that the offense held up so well in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I've been watching, A, this the Heat games a lot closer and also I've been watching a lot of these, like, breakdown videos and stuff. And people love making breakdown videos for, for exposed team because, like, the offense is beautiful, man. Like, because you, you have this playmaking big, like, Bam, but he's also kind of a traditional big as well, you know, because he's not really going to be shooting threes. He's not going to, you know, just hang out the perimeter. He's not going to do the Chris Tapps thing. He's actually going to go to the rim. And, like, that, that's – I think the signature play, that the play that fully broke the Celtics was game six. He just has the ball, and he just drives it right on um, right on Daniel Tice, who some anonymous scouts were saying would be a wash. Him and Bam would be a wash. <laughs> Anonymous My favorite star. quote. I love it. I love it. That's come on, man. No, man. Come on. Listen. How little Bam have you watched to say that? No. That's slander. That's no. come on, man. I didn't know Daniel oh, Tice right. had stands, man. Can you imagine standing on Daniel Tice? No, but seriously, though, he, he drives right past Daniel Tice and dunks it with two hands. And the thing with it is just I'm so impressed with Bam because he's, I feel like, the one player that sort of like held everything together, right? Because, you know, Hero come in and out. You know, he's not really a consistent like 20-point-per-game guy. Um, you know, Dragic has been really consistent too, but you know, sometimes his offense can kind of get off the rails a little bit too. Jimmy famously sort of like just chills and then takes over, but sometimes he isn't able to take over. And Bam is like, guy's just consistent. And honestly, like, what is the ceiling with a guy like Bam? Because I was I was seeing a little bit of Giannis in him yesterday, just because yeah, he's handling the ball, he's that athletic, he's that quick with the ball, he makes good decisions with the ball, he can pass. I'm like this has the makings of a bit of a Giannis type of game. In which case, you guys don't need Giannis, so just let Toronto nah, have him. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't worry. We'll get Bradley Beal on set. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Wizards, Wizards are going to take Bradley. They're going to give us Bradley Beal for uh, for Kendrick Nunn. That's nah, the plan. KZ Okpala? In two seconds. Yeah, you guys no, no, no. KZ Okpala is the next big thing. That's <laughs> okay. Our, that's <laughs> that's our second Giannis. We're going to have two okay. Giannis on the roster, uh-huh. all right? All right, with cool. Bam, one thing that's consistently said among all the Heat Twitter Mm-hmm. The shouts to you guys is anytime yeah. he does anything, they'll tweet no ceiling because that's the mindset, right? It's literally don't don't cap off on a dude like that. Mm-hmm. He's 23 years old and he's making plays like this. You can't like if you if you top him off at Giannis, that's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. But just see where he can go, man. And the sky's the limit for a dude like that, right? Like the versatility that he brings on defense is just something to behold, man. That game one block. Oh, my is, goodness. Yeah. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Because who, like, 
for all the talk about how Jimmy's the best player on the team, he's, I'll call him the voice of the team, the face of the team. My humble opinion, Bam is actually the best player on that roster because Bam does everything Mm -hmm. and he does it better than everybody. You know, just the way he's able to go one through five. Um, I've seen this dude shut down Embiid multiple times. Like Embiid is the way he's scared of Marcus All. Mm-hmm. He's scared of like he has a tough time against oh. Bam, man. I mean, but listen, you Pascal see, was not going well against Bam either. You know, Giannis. No, I don't know, man. Bam is scary. Like he's he's like he a is. he's like a he's super ridiculous. Draymond Green, man. He's like if Draymond Green actually had an offensive game, like to score. Oh my, it's legit, legit. Because yeah. with with Bam, the only time I've seen him struggle this season defensively and really get worked was when Spo said against the Rockets, Bam you're the guy that's going to be defending Russell Westbrook. And I know we just slandered him a little bit, but Russ went at him. It's a tough matchup for a dude like that, yeah, too, of right? A guy that's completely downhill. He's Russ's a hand, well, Russ is a handful. We know that, but maybe not so much in the playoffs. But uh, mm-hmm. the dude is just, if, you're, if your coach is able to say, I want you, my big man, to defend the, the former MVP point guard on the opposite team, that's, that's crazy, man. That's, yeah. Think of the confidence of the, the that uh, Spo has to have in uh, in Bam to be able to say something like that, right? When when he was switched on to Jalen, Jalen would struggle. When when he was switched on to Kemba, Kemba would have to get some lucky hail mary fadeaways <laughs> over top of him. Yeah, pump you know, fake, and, jump into the defender, draw the foul. God, man, yeah. it's 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 crazy just to see what he's done on the defensive end. And I remember they used to play this clip of him shutting down Steph Curry from his rookie season, and they played it over and over and over and. We can't be bought by things like that because we made the same mistake with Wiggins when they kept on playing the one clip where Wiggins shut down James Harden. So it's like oh, you don't yeah, know, like, right? Yeah. You don't know what to believe, but then you just see it every single night. And now he's reached a point where, like, how can't this guy be defensive player of the year sooner rather than later, right? Like, mm-hmm. he does. He has all the makings of that. But then put that together with his ridiculously versatile offensive game without even he doesn't have a, a jump shot well he does a, a decent mid-range you know, the, shot, the mid-range is surprisingly not bad for it's him. nice it's nice yeah. he, he's got one thing that's really beneficial he's got the floater game as well so he's got mm-hmm. a couple nice ways to score outside of just throwing it down yeah but this comes from a guy in his rookie season that could not finish he couldn't finish layup huh. like unless yeah. bam was dunking in his rookie season he was a disaster around the rim wow. but he was getting offensive boards he was finding other ways to contribute um, when they first drafted him, they threw him in the summer league and told him, Spo told him, you're playing point guard. So they let him handle the ball before right. he even played a single NBA game. And they just, they worked him. Because mm-hmm. what does Miami want? They want five guys on the floor that can pass the ball, that can handle a little bit, mm-hmm. and they want to put at least three shooters on the floor. Yep. And that's a recipe for success, man. That's, that's what makes an offense so efficient. Mm-hmm. It's like Miami had nice offensive possessions with these weak teams with like, Wayne Ellington is our only shooter. You Bro, know, and, don't tell Raptors fans on Wayne Ellington, man. This guy used to kill us, man. Like six. I remember threes. that game winner. I remember that game oh, winner. Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I hated playing the Heat, man. I always played <laughs> hate playing the Heat, man. We just the always worst. gave you guys a tough time. Yeah, but always, man. Miami's offense is always, always. Yo, remember yeah, when James Johnson uh, nice. almost fought Serge Ibaka? Then Serge was like, no. Oh, no. my God. Why are you bringing this up? That was, that yes. was Serge's softest moment. Serge was, was, no, that, that, was that was the Tyler Hansbrough versus Red of World Peace. Same reaction, yeah. Serge just tried to choke out half the NBA. And this dude looked at James Johnson. He's like, man, Serge is from the Congo. I've never seen this dude scared. This guy's face yeah. lions. 
He's yeah. almost like scared of James Johnson. Uh, unbelievable. But that, that's straight comedy. But yeah, man, it's when you got when you got pieces like that that can move and be so versatile. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I really enjoy watching the Heat's offense. Like, and I think that's why Bam is like the most important piece of that because. The, it's a the the threat of the lob, but b like the fact that he's such a robust screener. He's really good in terms of like, you know, on the dribble handoffs. I feel like you, you guys are running a dribble handoff every single play, but like that's 100%. really efficient. And like, it takes away some of the dribbling responsibilities for some weaker. Maybe like because Tyler Hero can dribble, and I think we've seen that in the playoffs. But like, he's still good in terms of like on the ca- catch, like uh, playing dribble handoffs stuff like that. Jay Crowder, you know, he does that stuff. And it's just, like, hard to anticipate with the Heat because, like, pretty much all the guys there are going to be versatile. They're all going to have a piece of the action. And that's what makes the offense tough to stop. It's just, like, because, A, you're, you're constantly running sets. Like, if you looked at the difference in terms of crunch time offense, like, the Celtics, every time they got into a close game, uh, Kemba Walker will be like, all right, I'm going to come off from the, you know, the right corner, get the ball, then try to cross over, hit a mid-range pull-up. Or it's like Jason Tatum. I'm going to do my little sidestep, pull up three. He loves trying to go for that man. Every he he's it. so predictable too. He looks at the oh defender. I, you just know exactly where he's going with that. Um, but then, whereas if you look at the heat, time. the heat are running plays, and like that's I really respect that quality about a, a team where if you can continuously run your offense late into the game, and you can trust your system, uh, and you can get like three or four actions. You should do it because that's how you make an efficient crunch time offense. Unless you Definitely. have like a you know Kawhi Leonard you know, LeBron, like, you, you shouldn't be ISOing every single time. And and I respect about the Heat. And, um, no, man, y'all are a good team, man. I hate talking about, like, I hate talking about you guys like this. But, you know, congrats <laughs> to you guys for being in the finals. It, it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it hurts a little bit, man. I can't, I can't lie. I can't lie. Um, you guys had your time in the sun. You guys enjoyed it, man. Yeah, no. You guys it? had the longest championship reign. Mm-hmm. one-year championship reign yeah, in NBA we, history. We, we got to talk so much shit on Twitter, man. I, I, you know, everyone talks about how insufferable Heat Twitter is. And you got to admit, Heat Twitter is a little bad. You know what I mean? You know, Celtics Twitter is bad. Sixer Twitter bad. Heat, Heat Twitter is bad. Laker Twitter is bad. But Raptors Twitter really made that top five of, like, we are – to the outside, we must have been mad annoying, man. You guys are rough to be around, man. <laughs> I can't even say nice things about you guys. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got people hopping – I got people just out of nowhere – what are you talking about? This is a stupid take. I'm like, I complimented you guys, man. <laughs> I don't do that often. No, you, you I know, can't. Like, you know, it's what it rough. Is, man. It's rough. No, you when, got, you, got... when you only ever had one good team. Like, you really gotta like, you know, stand that good team. <laughs> it was a great team. What can I say? Um, yeah, no, it was, it was fun. All right, so looking ahead to this, uh, this, this finals, Heat versus Lakers. Uh, okay, so maybe from the Heat point of view, where do you think you guys can hurt the Lakers the most? Man, it's it's funny with the Lakers because they're so top heavy to a crazy extreme. Mm. And I think there's probably five, six or seven guys on the Heat that might be the third best player on the Lakers if they were on that team. Yeah. You know, and that's it's that's comedy, man. That's like how is that the case? Mm. Um really you you can't play and let you can't have one of those just let LeBron have his or let A D have his like you're too good to do that. What you really need to do is just collapse on AD any chance you get. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to hit shots, collapse on LeBron. You got to keep that paint as clean as you possibly can. And I think the zone will do a nice job of doing that because um, they're, they're so – Miami's defense is so twitchy mm-hmm. and they, they get into their spots so quickly. I don't know how much they'll be playing zone. I just think they need to be prepared to switch the right matchups and they can't always 
always, always switch. Mm. Um, AD is going to be a headache. I, I just, I don't think we're going to be able to play Bam on him. Why not? I can't, I can't imagine Bam's going to consistently be on him unless, unless the Lakers go ahead and say, all right, well, they're playing too small. We got to take Dwight out because you need somebody on Dwight. Dwight's not Enos Cantor. You can't front him. Okay. Okay. You try to front Dwight, he's going to go over the top and dunk, right? It's mm. going to be an easy two every single time. Um, you might be able to get away, with, uh, get away with it for a few possessions, but um, what you need to do is take their bigs out of the game completely and mm. force them to play AD at the five because that's not the way the Lakers were built. Yeah. I don't think the Lakers were built that way, right? They, they were at their best when they played two bigs because not a lot of teams can match that. Mm. You take them out of that element, you stretch him out. You Jay Crowder has to hit shots. Duncan Robinson has to hit shots. Um, force him out, and then Jimmy will, Jimmy will be able to find some open buckets inside, and Bam will get some lobs. It's just it's all the little things, man. Those fifty fifty balls. That's a way to beat the Lakers. Like you, it's all the little things. But that's that's a hard matchup. But I also think it's other way around. It's going to be tough for them as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the zone is interesting because every time the Raptors played the, the Lakers, which was twice, uh, the Raptors went 2-0 against the Lakers, um, they played a heavy dose of zone. Obviously, it was regular season, all this other stuff. It doesn't, you know, but I'm just saying, like, they played a heavy dose of zone. And what they did was they double-team AD, like, literally every time he got the ball. You can't let AD play one-on-one, man. I mean, even no. maybe with Bam guarding him and Bam's not in foul trouble and you're not in the bonus, yeah, maybe you can play one-on-one there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you double team Anthony Davis, he's not that great of a passer right now. And no. you're not that worried about other guys hitting shots for the Lakers. Like, no, they have guys who can make shots for sure. But like, I think it's more manageable for sure. And the Raptors were really able to do a great job on AD. And honestly, the way the Lakers are set up because they have so little shooting is that like, you could almost get away with double teaming both AD and LeBron. Yeah. And just kind of trusting that if you have a high IQ defense, which I know the, the you know, you guys do have that. Like, you guys can do something. Because let me just ask you this one question. Obviously, AD and LeBron are, uh, what, LeBron, AD's at 29 points per game in the playoffs. LeBron is at 27. Take a guess as to how many other players on the Lakers are averaging even more than 10 points per game. Um, Let's see, KCP? No. He's not? He's under, slightly under, (laughs) 9.9. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. (laughs) Jeez, two, one. It's just Kyle Kuzma. That's it. Oh my god, Kyle Kuzma is at ten point five. Like wow. it, this is, you know, what I mean, like it's they're so incredibly top heavy, right? And they're ridiculously top heavy. It's it's unbelievable, and you know they need all these other guys to sort of chip in around the margins. But I, I really do think like a you guys have a good idea. Like the zoning is going to be good. You guys don't yeah. double team that much from what I see, but because the Raptors are like way aggressive yeah. when they double team, but. Like, I feel like you guys can dig in a little bit, especially when AD's in the post, double-team yeah. him hard. I do think it's situational. Yeah. Because Boston, we we doubled Giannis anytime he touched the ball. In the oh, that's game. true. We yeah. collapsed Yeah, just do that. Him. Do that. We, like, Miami defended him very similarly to the same way uh, the Rafts defended him last year. The difference is we didn't have the same size, mm. but, like, Giannis couldn't plow through Bam the same way he couldn't plow through Gasol. Yeah. Right, that's my favorite example. <laughs> that that's one key thing with Gasol yeah. and Bam. Those are two guys you're not going to go through. There aren't a lot of guys in the league that are still like that, yeah, especially exactly. for a star like Giannis. And honestly, AD is not the type of guy to plow through you either. No, he can be kind of soft sometimes. He's, right? a, little, so, he's a little finessey, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So 
when you got a guy that's that physical going at him and you collapse on that, and like you said, he's not he's, – he's like a – I'll maybe give him an average passer, mm-hmm. right? Like he can get you a few assists here and there, but if you collapse on him, who – what shooters does he have to kick out to? Are you relying on Kyle Kuzma to be your best guy or KCP? Like, I mean, you can't not, trust like, any KCP's of these guys, not, man. No, KCP's not a horrible shooter. He's actually been really good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, again, he's, like, he's averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's doing anything overly special. He's just – he's doing his job. That's mm-hmm. all he's doing. But his job's a lot easier when you're, def- when you're being defended by, you know, a small Rockets team or who aren't that right. bad defensively. But Yo, the Rockets like, were pathetic, man. I was watching some of those Rockets. That was, pro- that was probably the worst playoff series. We've had a great playoffs altogether. That was yeah. one of the worst playoff series just to see them capitulate, man. They didn't compete. They yeah. didn't play together. They were guarding exactly. like LeBron with Eric, Eric, um, Eric Gordon. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. Come man. on, man. What is they this? Know what they, were doing. Yeah. they don't have a single big on the team, though. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, embarrassing, man. Robert Covington is their only center. <laughs> no, they have Bruno. Bruno Caboclo, man. I can't believe Bruno's <laughs> still in the league, man. Listen, you know what? Masai, <laughs> he drafted have... Bruno. You know what? He, he swung, okay? That was, he just took a random swing. It, it worked, you know, it didn't work out, but whatever. But the fact that Bruno has been re signed like two, three times now afterwards. That's where that's you're like, doing. just do any <laughs> research on what, 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 just do any research on stories around this man, man. I'm on. telling you right now, that's Masai. People, executives know Masai drafted this guy and they're like, well, he must have mm-hmm. saw something. Maybe, maybe yeah. we can get something out of him, right? No, no. Because no, he no. doesn't do anything anywhere. I don't know where he's going to play and flourish, but I, I'm, <laughs> he's listen, still in the league. If people were doing research on Bruno, they would have listened to my old podcast, which, you know, we had with this running joke where it was, there was still enough time for Bruno to apply for OSAP and uh, <laughs> go to Ryerson. Um, <laughs> that's where he would flourish, man, uh, in a, a Ryerson <laughs> business program, <laughs> get a little co-op, you know. <laughs> what, what, would his, what would his discipline be? Are you looking at finance? Yeah, you know he's probably good with numbers. Yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Just see Bruno in a tie in a boardroom somewhere. You know, ten years from now, look, you know, shake his hand, say congratulations. Yeah, man, I used to play in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, we know, we know. I was two years away from being two years away, and I just didn't cut it. Bro, I'm telling you, that undergrad degree is two years away from being two years away, Bruno. There's still time, man. Four year degree, man. Gotta... Still time, baby. Yo, the, the math works, man. The math works. Oh man. <laughs> No, but no, seriously, the, 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 the Rockets are a joke. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I could see the series being a little more competitive. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be up front. I, I am going to pick the Lakers in this series just because. I get it, man. I get they, it. Bro, finals, LeBron, AD, you know, um, they don't have anyone else, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but no, but like they're, they're playing so well right now though. That it does, it does freak me out a little bit, but. Um, and I yeah. do feel like you guys are just a tad little bit small because, you know, you know, um, you watch a lot of LeBron. Um, maybe not when he was with the Heat, but especially when he got to the, the Cavs, like he just got into this mode where, all right, we're just going to have someone step up, screen, do a little brush screen, kind of a legal screen, whatever. Just wiggle around until LeBron is on the smallest guy. And he's just going to yeah. do that to you guys over and over again with Dragic, yeah. with Tyler Hero, yeah. maybe Duncan Robinson, you know. Look, Le- LeBron doesn't see race, but you know he he, w- he will see it. And, 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 <laughs> yo, by the way, my, my 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 favorite Heat story is when they came to, when the when the Heat came to Toronto in December. Um, you know, I was watching them warm up and stuff, and they they can they came out and warm up in like groups and stuff. And I don't know if it was a coincidence, but it was Dragic, 
uh, Hero, Rob- Robinson, <laughs> Myers, Leonard, and I think maybe Olenek, but at least the first four were shooting together with uh, with uh, Quinn Cook, assistant yeah. coach. And I was just like, this can't be a coincidence, man. This can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Like, what are the odds of this happening? Just like, just <laughs> probability. We're just talking about probability. Like, this had to be planned, but. Yo, yeah. that's. <laughs> and honestly, on top of that, like having Chris Quinn out there, that's mm, like. I know. You got, you got four white dudes and the whitest one yep. by far is Chris Quinn. And yep. we're, if Olenek was out there, we're talking about like a dude that looks like a surfer. And Chris Quinn is still whiter than him. So oh, definitely, definitely. That, that says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah, no man. This, you know, you know, you guys, you guys are just a very successful team. You know, I, I, listen again. If you're the Celtics and if you're a Celtics fan watching that, you just got to be kicking yourself, man. Because you know, um, the Celtics probably wish they had a team like that. But yeah, I mean, like it, it just feels like LeBron's gonna be posting up a lot of these guys. And then when you do help, yeah. I don't know if there's an, enough size on the floor. Like, would you be comfortable if you guys played another center at the same time? Like two center? If you guys went back to two center at this point, the the issue the issue becomes which center do you play? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I would have a tough time saying you should go back to Myers Leonard. Mm-hmm. He's got the size, but he's a terrible rim protector. He's actually for a dude that that's that's that big. Yeah. Like he's he's a pretty jack guy, but man, he gets bullied often. Yeah. Like well, he's just brittle. He can't move. Like he has yeah. no flexibility, oh God, no wiggle to his whatsoever. name. Yeah. I've I've watched oh man, I've watched people just push that guy way out of bounds, just like launch him. And it's mm. like, man, you're so big. But um like Olenek would be the only one that makes sense. So if you rolled with a Bam Olenek lineup, mm. I think it would be fine offensively. Um, you're gonna maybe give up a few lobs defensively, depending yeah. on how you use Bam in that situation. Uh, like, do you play Olenek on one of the shooters? Like, what do you do in that circumstance, right? Like, you just let him kind of hover out there because he's not gonna really protect the rim, mm-hmm. right? You just when you have Olenek out there, do you play the zone again? Um, but offensively, I think it's it's nice there where you have a big that can stretch out and bring one of their centers out if they're running Howard who. Is still very good defensively. Yeah, he's you know he he's he's strong and he can move still. He's still he's still pretty mobile, Mm. Um, especially when you reduce his role. Uh, But if you bring him away from the rim, it helps. Like they got two great shot blockers out there. If you have AD and Dwight there, and then LeBron can block shots too. It's it's going to be a chess piece. Chess. It's going to be a chess match. Like all these guys are just. They're all just chess pieces, man. They're all just how is Spo gonna use this and that? And I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta trust my Filipino wonderkin. Mm. It's the only way. No, listen, if he could pull this off, man, I mean, he's already in that conversation for greatest coach in the NBA, but he might just chop shoot up to number one definitively if he yeah, does this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you could question it. I almost feel like you guys should play like instead of with a second center, because I agree, like you guys don't really have like another center that can really affect shots at the rim, especially. So I almost feel like you guys should go with Bam, obviously at center, and then try to have Iggy, Crowder, and Butler on the floor at the same time, just because you then you can have so much size across the board. Just switchability, for sure. Yeah, sw- but the thing is then, you're then hurting your offense a little bit, because I think, you know, obviously exactly. having Dragic and Hero to close a lot of these Celtics games was huge, right? Because then you can pick on a weaker defender. And if you and if you have those three forwards and Bam, then you can only have one of Dragic or Hero. Yeah. Now maybe whatever defensively, maybe you're hurting that much. You might need to do it, but 
Um, I honestly feel like a lot of zone. You're probably gonna need a lot of Iggy. Like, who's gonna guard LeBron in this series? Um, is it gonna be Iggy again? Is Iggy gonna get Finals MVP? Be, you got <laughs> you gotta you gotta start with Jimmy. Mm. So okay, starting lineup Jimmy. You almost yeah, he has to start on LeBron because you have to put Bam on. Probably, I would assume Dwight's gonna keep starting. You'd have to start off with Bam on Dwight and then go with Crowder on AD. I think we play AD a little small and just okay. try to go with a little more, like if you yeah. put a dude that's six, seven, six, eight on him and just play with a little more physicality. I mean, you just need a guy who can like hold him up a little bit so he's not catching the ball like way deep in the post, which that's I think it. Crowder yeah. can do. And then you got to send help because you're going to send help against AD anyway, man. There's no way you're going to let yeah. him play one-on-one. 100%. Yeah. 100%. You have to. Yeah. You have to. And if we're not going to, if we're going to roll man, that's the, that's kind of the only way you can play it. And then, the nice thing is with the guards, you can kind of have them trap, trap the post yeah, because yeah. like, I'm not overly concerned about Caruso going off from three. I'm, I'm KCP maybe yeah. can give you a few, but um, Kyle Kuzma can give you a few, but it's nothing that's going to be terrifying. So if they're going to post up, you could, you can almost always, if you're going to roll man, you're mm. going to always trap with one of your, uh, with one of your guards. And just play the passing lanes everywhere else, especially if you're going AD, who might struggle passing out of the post. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, I was looking into Caruso numbers because I'm like, you know what? I watch the games. He makes a big impact sometimes. He hustles and stuff like that. And you know, Laker fans been gassing this guy, and I was like, all right, this guy's better has good numbers. He, he's averaging six point six points in in this playoff so far, shooting twenty four percent from three. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's been mad annoying, man. He's uh, Rondo has easily outplayed him. Rondo's actually been really good, man. Um, Rondo's been good. He, he was he Rondo's was affecting Jamal Murray in a way yeah. that made me feel uncomfortable just watching it on TV, seeing how uncomfortable and how much he got into yeah. Jamal. Now maybe some of those were fouls, but that's like that's a, that's honestly when you say a veteran kind of player that a veteran knows what to get away with, and and Rondo's pretty good at that. Rondo's one of those guys, no doubt. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, no, that's th- this is. Look, the Laker team, they don't have that much. Like, obviously, they're so top-heavy, but, like, when the, when the top is LeBron and AD, both in their prime, like, man. That's all you need, man. It's, it's tough. LeBron in his prime. Are you kidding me? Okay, you know what, though? He's still he, he's still within the tail end of his prime. He, obviously, he's not, like, no, 2013 no, 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 LeBron, man. Get I'm, out of here. I'm, not dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm just saying that's nuts, man. That's Sometimes you hear it, and you're like, this guy's 35 and yeah, it's the tail end of the prime, mm. but it's like, that's a good tail end. It's not like if, if LeBron was averaging 21, eight and six, I'd be like, man, he's still in the tail end of his prime, but yeah, he's yeah. not. He's no. averaging like 26, 10 and eight. You know? yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's mind boggling that this guy is still legitimately in his prime. Mm. And if this is a tail end of a prime, like that's not fair, man. Like, yeah. what's gonna be the end of his? What's the end of his career gonna look like? What's he gonna look like when he's forty? You know, what's he gonna yeah. average then? <laughs> well, I mean, the, like the thing eighteen. The thing they always say about LeBron is like he's like as big as Karl Malone. I'm not making any other comparisons to Karl yeah. Malone. All right, that man's a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, but that. yeah, that's it. Just like as as size a, wise, if, if size wise, right? And then Karl Malone, like look how long of a career he had, right? And you know that's, yeah. you know, I honestly, if you're projecting sort of how LeBron will be going forward, I mean, like. That he doesn't even need to turn it on that much. Here's the thing that scares me is that in the three series, so you got the uh, 5-1 against Portland, or 4-1 against Portland, 4-1 against uh, Houston, 4-1 against Denver. LeBron had to turn it on maybe like two or three times, all playoffs. Otherwise, he's just been managing games because yeah. AD's been going off. Other guys, have been, Rondo's been going off, some of that. 
like LeBron really just had to turn it on like we saw game five against uh, the Nuggets and he went into that mode where he hits jumpers and I was having, you know, LeBron tell PTSD. <laughs> oh uh, my God. Bro, that was terrible, man. Only, that thing was, <laughs> when he just, you know, he gets into that mode where he's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to take increasingly more difficult jumpers. <laughs> There's nothing you can do against me, man. Um, and it just demoralizes you. But he had like, what, 38, like 15, yeah. 10 assists. Like that's Easy. the thing. LeBron hasn't, he's had all this energy saved up. And so I feel like, man, and on a finals level stage, man. I plus, feel like you kind of notice him getting a little more tired at the end of games. You do, you do. And he settle he settles a lot more than he used to, right? Like mm-hmm. he's not just he's not in the fourth quarter. He's not pulling his way to the rim like he used to. Yeah, that's one thing I've consistently noticed. It's like LeBron's just taking jump shots, and he's he's a much better shooter now than he was in the early stages of his career, right? Mm-hmm. He he can do it. He could. He's capable of hitting those shots. Again, you know very well. Unfortunately, that fadeaway game, man. Oh my bro, God. it's no. You know what it is? It's it's ridiculous because <laughs> it's not even like the Kobe or like uh, the MJ kind of like fadeaway games. Because like they looked like really pretty. Plus, you have to like really get some moves to set that up. LeBron's fadeaway game is he's just fading away because he can. He's so much bigger and more athletic than you. They, 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 it's not even like he did a move to get himself separation. He just decided, I'm just going to lean back. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's disrespectful, man. It's not fair. He just wanted to, want to be Fat Joe just stepping back on game. <laughs> no, that's all he did, man. man. Just, it was wild, man. It was wild. Yeah. It's just, but that's LeBron. LeBron does what he wants, man. His greatness, man. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah we, just, we do have to appreciate somebody that's that good. And, I mean, mm. I know Raptors fans hate his guts, but yeah. the, dude, the dude's one of the goats. He's, I have him personally yeah. second of all time if you pick them first i'm like i get it i understand yeah, yeah. no listen excellent. but you know what you can't put, you just can't put anybody along ahead of lonzo morning though you know along the morning you, is yeah you, you just can't give up that crown for sure man who's, who's ever you, locks? alonzo alonzo morning would be like a top 30 40 player of all time if it wasn't for his kidney issues oh okay all right come no, on man. Yeah, I, you know. Listen again. This is a Raptors podcast. We don't. We don't uh, support Alonzo. <laughs> we don't talk about Zoe here. He's like, oh man, my kidney hurts. I can't come to Toronto. And then all of a sudden, he's winning a championship with the Heat again. I don't understand how that worked, man. That I, was a weird I loophole in the. Se- I loved on. every second of it. I loved every second of it. He didn't want that free health care. He could afford the other stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> don't worry, man. I, I know there's a lot of health care going on in, with the Miami Heat. All right, I, listen. You don't have to tell me about that. All right. LeBron going back to Miami for a two-week vacation. Uh, you know, listen, that, that just is what it is, man. Um, okay, so, it, I, you know, I'm not sure if you know the, the phrase, but we have this thing called the Gerald Henderson Award, which goes to sort of an unexpected guy that just randomly burns you. You know, Gerald Henderson used to put in the work against yeah. the Raptors. Um, if you had to pick a Gerald Henderson candidate on the Lakers, who was it going to be? Because really, this whole team is Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then like six other Gerald Henderson characters. Yeah, no, you're not even joking. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I think if there's one guy that could beat us, and I hate to say it, it's going to be Danny Green. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like as a Heat fan, he, I get it though. As a Heat fan, I get it. That's my PTSD. I think yep. of, I think of Danny Green. <laughs> like, Danny Green's my LeBron man. <laughs> he shot like eighty six percent against the Heat in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's my PTSD. That's who scares me. Yeah. But if if I had to pick anybody, man, if Danny Green's capable of hitting shots, but also like the, the way he's going to impact impact the defense yeah. on uh, against our guards, like 
he's he's probably he's probably going to be the difference maker, right? Like if the Lakers are gonna are gonna put a beat down on the Heat, that's that's going to be he's going to be their third guy, maybe not their third best scorer, but he's going to be the third best player on the court for the Lakers. I just I mean it can be KCP, it can be Kuzma, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think if I have to pick anybody, it'd probably be Green. Word. I thought you were gonna go with Dwight Howard because you were you were talking a lot about Dwight Howard. I know, I know. I don't. I just. But I mean, I that's a big thing, though. If Dwight Howard can play in this series, like if you guys can somehow play Dwight off the floor, like you guys constantly run dribble handoffs against him, and he's just getting burned from the three point line, and Duncan Robinson is hitting threes over him, then maybe you know Frank Vogel calls timeout, yeah. takes Dwight out of the game, and then yeah. it's a little bit better for you guys. But I agree, man, because if Dwight can play, that add a level of rim protection. Like, you guys aren't necessarily great at driving and finishing at the rim. Mostly it's like you guys have great shooters, but if you guys have Dwight yeah. helping, then AD helping, LeBron yeah. helping, like, no, no one's no one's no. scoring at the rim against them. No one's going at the rim. We're just yeah. going to be chucking 45 threes a game minimum. <laughs> I mean, you guys do that anyway, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, you do that anyway, But yeah, all that, like, Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic has some impressive layups in that in that Celtic series, man. But <laughs> yeah, all that, does. it's not going to be the same as going <laughs> against Daniel Tice, man. No, I'm. I don't think anybody was too scared of Daniel Tice. Nobody oh, really wants to. <laughs> what about anonymous scout, man? Anonymous <laughs> scout wasn't fearful. He was. That was Daniel Tice. <laughs> no, that was Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. <laughs> Danny Ainge. Danny, definitely. Ainge, Danny Ainge was in the media, just creeping up and saying a bunch of random things mm. all throughout the playoffs. Like everything was anonymous yeah. scout. No, anonymous my... scout said that the. That the that the uh, the Celtics wanted to draft Tyler Hero. Where did no, that, from? that was my favorite story of the <laughs> playoffs, man. Report. Why was, that a, why was that a story? Yo, bro, the oh, report dude. was that the Celtics executives let out a collective moan, quote, collective moan, <laughs> when the Heat selected Tyler Hero, which I believe was one pick or two picks ahead of the Lakers um, or, or the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics one, got, yeah, you yeah. know, Romeo Thank Langford you. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a collective moan. I, I love it, man. The, the you know the Celtics are always so good at almost getting somebody. Anyone who's good, the Celtics almost yeah. got before. Like yeah, Jimmy yeah. Butler, they, yeah, they, they almost AD, got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah, all of them. All but of you know, them. you know who they did get though. They did get Gordon Hayward, who obviously passed on the Miami Heat back in 2017 <laughs> in free agency. As you remember, there was the whole debacle. Of oh, the, you know, Chris Haynes reporting something. Then the the Players Tribune coming out with something. And then it was like a mix-up for a little bit. And then it was between – because Hayward was wanted by the Heat, the the Celtics, and, of course, the Jazz. The Jazz, yeah. Yeah. And, and let me tell you, the Miami Heat had a collective moan when he didn't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, just, it's hilarious. Like, I, I get it. it. He, had, he had the severe injury, and it took away a lot. And, yeah. But, he, like, think of the comedy where – you know, he picks the Celtics before the Heat or over the Heat, and then the Celtics get Kemba Walker, an all-star point guard. They get all these high draft picks. They get they get this perfect position where they have all these, like, stud young players. And the Miami Heat, who had Deion Waiters, Tyler Johnson, James Johnson, all these guys that, mm-hmm. had, that were not worth anywhere near their money. Yeah. And the Miami Heat somehow got out of it and made those finals before. Bro, I still don't know how you guys got out of a max contract for Hassan Whiteside, man. I don't even talk about him anymore, man. I mean, I mean let me, the, you know what's funny? The memes are still yeah, really I, good, man. There was there was the former um, the former uh, accused uh, Whiteside burner account mm. who we later found out was not a burner account and just some random kid that loves Whiteside. Mm. He apparently tweeted <laughs> that uh, was self- that was Whiteside's anonymous scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Whiteside's anonymous scout. 
He tweeted Celtics are soft, Lakers uh, in five. I was like, man, this guy's still talking. This guy's <laughs> like, crazy, man. We kicked your boy out of here. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> Stop talking. No, you know it's going to get bad for you guys like? when uh, when Ari Abraham, you know, the, is going to chime oh, in on this man. series, man. Because, oh, you know, boy. honestly, Heat, Heat Twitter versus uh, Lakers Twitter, it's going to be a bloodbath online. Uh, I can't wait. I think you know? I think the one thing is Heat Twitter is they're so funny. Like they're they're yeah, yeah. comedy. Bro, content. when you guys were when you guys were saying that Giannis got to play for your G League team first, this man got to go to <laughs> this man got to go to Sioux Falls. Bro, <laughs> the, the best the best thing that's happened all playoffs. There's, there's two things I'm gonna give you. They photoshopped the Heat jersey on Giannis's son. That's brilliant. <sighs> Come on, man. Come on, on Liam. <laughs> and, and and thing number two. On Jason Tatum's son, he was holding that sign. Mm. <laughs> they Photoshop, Dad, you're not allowed to come home tonight. Oh, come on, like, man. They're, they're ripping the kids. They're yeah. ripping the babies, man. They're relentless. They're relentless. I mean, and let me tell you, look look underneath any player in the NBA. Anytime any of them tweet, whether it's CJ McCollum, Bradley Beal, Giannis, anybody that says anything on Twitter, look at the comments. You're going to see somebody Photoshop the jersey on that player every single time. <laughs> Yeah, no, you guys are flagrant with that, man. You guys are terrible, bro. Everybody is in a heat <laughs> uniform. It's unbelievable, that's, man. That's an abusive fan base, man. Yeah. No, you guys, are, you, guys are, you guys are sick, man. You guys are sick. But honestly, <laughs> Laker fans, even sicker, you know? Like, you can say the same thing about Laker fans. Let's be real. Yeah, um, yeah man. No, it's going to be a hell of a series, man. What's your prediction yeah. for the series? Obviously, go knowing that you're a Heat fan, but well, what's yeah. your prediction for the series? I'll be honest. I'm going to go Heat in seven. Okay. I'm going to go Heat in seven based on I think we have seven guys, eight guys that are legitimately consistently playable that can consistently give us minutes, like good minutes. And I don't think the Lakers can do that outside of their top two. And they've proven that they'll, they literally just rely on the top two. So I'm, I'm genuinely believing in the Asian legend himself mm. to game plan. Nobody would, in their right mind, would think that Vogel's a better coach than Spolstra. I no. think Vogel's a very solid coach. He's fine, but yeah. I think I think just the depth of difference is very big there. And I just I'm ready to see a well game planned, well thought out series by the Heat. And I I honestly, after watching that Celtics series where I was terrified, I thought the only advantage we might have had at some points was going to be Bam. Mm. The way we utilized Bam and just the way he made everybody else better. Yeah. I know it'll be tougher with two bigs like Dwight and, uh, and AD there, but I just, I, I, I believe in, I believe in the process as we like to say, come on, man, trust, trust, what's trust the process. It's so hard to like you guys, man. What's, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> just, just the process. Come on, uh, man. That's terrible, man. That does not, <laughs> that's terrible. Um, you know, I, you know, I always got this rule when you hear, uh, uh, a homer, which you are a homer. Let's be real. All right. And we didn't even say any pretense. I, I just introduced you as a Heat fan. I tried to hide it as much as I could at the score, and I couldn't do it, man. Nah, I, you're, you're I, fan, I've, man. I've been exposed. I've, I yeah. am who I am. Uh, no, when, anytime a homer says their team in seven, that means they're losing. Uh, I used to say raps in seven against the, the Cavs all the time. I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to pick up reps, but, you know, it's going to be in seven. It's going to be a long series against LeBron, you know, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> four, four Corey Joseph, <laughs> Damari Carroll, Bismack Biombo. You don't want to see Bismack Biombo in the playoffs. Uh, seven games. No, but um, no, I, I think it'll be a longer-ish series. I think I'll, I'll go with Lakers in six, but honestly, I think it's a series where the deeper it goes, obviously depth is going to come into play. 
experience is going to come into play. And I'm just going to say, man, like AD has that little wonky ankle that he picked up. Um, you know, he turned his ankle, I think, twice um, yeah. in the Nuggets series. If there's anything at all that happens like that, because we'll, we'll see it, man, because, you know, like the playoffs are also a battle of attrition. And, like, you know, I mean, yo, we just saw it last year in the, in the NBA Finals. Like, if, you know, Clay goes down, obviously KD was not available except for the, the quarter and a half. Ten minutes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, as much as anything else, you know, injuries come into a big fa- uh, factor here. And also, I just think that, you know, strategically, if you guys can zone effectively against the Lakers – you guys can do some real damage to them. So I'm hoping Definitely. it's all good. But I also kind of, you know, I, I the way I'm seeing it is just LeBron's going to, you know, post up one of these, you know, shooters, the heat shooters. and uh, LeBron's LeBron, yeah. Yeah. LeBron's LeBron. Know. Yeah. It's, man, this is – it's a terrifying series. Nobody's denying that. But yeah. No, but look, listen. Fun, man. I'm just – I'm excited. You guys are in the finals. You guys have nothing to lose. It's uh, – Whatsoever. It's a Definitely. real fantastic team. I've really enjoyed watching the Heat. This is the first time in my life I can say that. You know, it's it's no longer <laughs> just like uh, you didn't like the Big Three era. No, I, I. You know what though? I was a little bit of a LeBron hater, but uh, I was also like like a teenager. I was like, I was like, you know, everyone was like, That's oh fair. man, you know, you're just so influenced by sort of what what the wave was. But no, you got to appreciate yeah. greatness, man. Like the the great the Big Three Heat were greatness. You know, I hated on them because not only did they steal Chris Bosh from the Raptors. Um, there were times where the big three heat would come to play the Raptors, but then they would rest the whole big three and it would just be Eddie house and like Eric Dampier and Danny Granger and just all these other washed up vets. And I remember the one game, the, the, the heat came to Toronto. They rested all three of their guys, you know, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, they were definitely out in the town enjoying the, the nightlife. And I think Eddie House had like 30 points on the Raptors. And they, they, <laughs> y'all beat us with Eddie House. I was so disgusted. So, I, 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 oh come on, man! I'm to I gotta find this exact you, game because you got some you got some bad memories, man. Bro, no that was a, you hate the Heat so much. It was a bad. Okay, so to be fair though, <laughs> Eddie House would have been like the third best player on the Raptors, even in, <laughs> even at that stage. But no, I'm, I'm convinced there was this one game. Oh man. man. It was, I mean, it was easier to you know, cheer against you guys. But honestly, by, by year two, year three, I was like, I don't know, man. That Heat team was just, it was just a juggernaut, man. And it was honestly just like a f- fun to watch like actual great players uh, play together and yep. play at a high level, yep. you know? So, yeah. Well, they just, they, the pieces just fit. And, <sighs> bro, um, I know, I know it probably bothered Raps fans a lot, but like mm-hmm. Bosch was like a all NBA stud level defender and that's know, the crazy and thing because chris bosh didn't play no defense for the Raptors. he was not doing a single thing <laughs> defensively was, man it and was different man. i i went to i went to his jersey retirement in miami mm. um in 2018 right right and or sorry in 20 uh 2019 and it was it was the last time i ever got to watch Dwayne wade play live mm. and uh man just what they consistently talked about the entire time, nonstop. All they talked about was the block and the rebound. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, you don't, when, when you're a Raps fan, you associate Bosch as this like smooth shooting, big, like mid range shooter, mm-hmm. um, very like finesse skill. And the yeah. way Miami Heat associate him is with like this. He stretched the floor with us. He played big for us. And he just, he made the little plays that made a difference. And that's just, that's not a guy that people saw before, before he switched over. And like, no matter how corny it sounds, like that's legitimately the culture that Miami brought to him, right? Like that's him buying in. And like, that's the kind of thing that you'll see now mm-hmm. with the Raps franchise. That's the thing you'll see 
that you've seen for decades, for a couple decades now with the Heat franchise, right? Like dudes are able to buy in because it's different, right? Mm-hmm. You accept you accept your role and you play it to perfection. And that's what Bosch was able to do, right? So being able to watch, watch somebody like him, being able to watch Dwayne Wade take a step back, I would say year, year two and three of the big three, Wade taking that step back, he was, he was terrific in that role because mm-hmm. he could still give you 30 if you needed it, but he really just cleared the lane for LeBron and helped him. He just pretty much played to the ghost spacer, right? Mm-hmm. He was playing the baseline, and once in a while, he would ISO and help out, help take some pressure off of uh, LeBron. But it was just like those two years where they won the title, they were like a perfect juggernaut, man. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. No, and I, I like the fact that they were challenged too. Like, the, you know, the Pacers 100%. pushed you guys, Spurs yep. pushed you guys, you know, even OKC yep. pushed you guys. It was a short series, yep. but it was competitive. Yeah, but it was competitive, and, exactly. Yeah, it was a good series, man. And, and look, listen, the Heat, I, I, I pulled up the box score for that game, by the way. This was uh, April 13, 2011, game 82. Oh, last, last game of the season, I knew last it. Last game yeah. of the season, Air Can the center. Uh, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, all rested. You guys started Eddie House, James Jones, uh, Joel Anthony, Zajunas Agauskas, and Mike Bibby. You guys got Juwan Howard off the bench, Mario Chalmers, Jamal McGlore, Dexter Pittman. Remember Dexter Pittman? Dexter Pittman. I remember when he smoked. Who did he smoke? Um, On the... David West. I don't know. He he did something violent against the Pacers. I can't remember who he Mm -hmm. did. He played like 30 seconds and got ejected. And then got suspended for like the next game. That was his role for like one season. LeBron always got one of those guys on the team, man. Yeah, that's what always, that's what Jared Smith is on the bench waiting for. Right? Yeah. You know, Jared Dudley will come into <laughs> the game throw. with a baseball bat. And... Jared's waiting to throw a bowl of tomato soup at someone real quick. No, seriously, man. Tyler Hero is going to be covered. There won't be, there won't be no color difference. Um, no, but listen, in this game, so Raptors in the fourth quarter, they lost this game twenty-seven to ten in the fourth quarter. All right. And Eddie House had 35 points in 45 minutes. Eddie House. House. Bro, this man was like 35 at the time, at least. Oh, my God. man! How many threes did he hit that game? He hit – I mean, he was always a good shooter for sure, but 7 of 13 from three. And the worst part about this, not even Eddie House, because whatever, I can accept that. Jamal McGlure had 19 rebounds. Jamal McGlure (laughs) retired the year after this. Come on, man. I don't even remember that. 19 I mean, I rebounds. Just, I wasn't paying attention to game 82 of a year that we were going to win the championship. Like, <laughs> no, but oh to, my God, to be wild. fair, though, this is what the Raptors brought off the bench, all right? So they were starting Joey Dorsey and Eric, yeah. uh, and Ed, Ed Davis. Honestly, Joey Dorsey, you know, it was not that bad. I, I kind of like Joey he actually, Dorsey. Well, he's, he's, yeah. I'm surprised you guys didn't sign Joey Dorsey. Uh, with the fact like that you guys had guy, every yeah. wash center in the in the NBA, yeah, but this, this is who we brought off the bench: Julian Wright, Alexis Aginta, and Solomon Alibi. Man, I for, I forgot Alexis Aginta played for you guys. I man. you know I talk I about big for nothing. He was definitely he was definitely like a, a like a Cajun um, uh, Lauren Woods or like he was <laughs> like Lauren Woods, Alexis Aginta. Who's that guy in oh, ESPN? Man. Oh, Ryan Hollins. Like Ryan same, Hollins, same oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 None of them will ever, ever touch Kendrick Perkins' prime. No, man. Known, on, man. known Heat fan, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Kendrick Perkins being on Clutch Media is just incredible, man. This guy is yep. just always – like, I, you would think LeBron was on, the, the like, the, the big three Celtics in 08. Yeah, the way, the way legit. Perks talks about him, man. Cause, legit. Because I, I, I thought all the Celtics guys hated LeBron. 
But this have guy's you heard, like, have you heard KG lately? No, what do you say? KG's been like ripping LeBron, like we buried his jersey in Boston, we buried at the guard at the T D Garden Center. Like, man, relax. You guys had one year. <laughs> one year. How I'm are you guys still celebrating? Team, man. Come on, man. The, the, I'm glad Ray Allen just kind of went away. He was just like, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm going to go over here for a little bit. Like, no, that team's still talking. I mean, they won one title. And that, that title, they won that title in 480p. All right. TV screens were still four by three. <laughs> At that time, all right, no HD, nothing. All right, we got to see uh, Eddie House on that team, I guess, too. <laughs> was he on that team? I don't even remember. But um, Eddie House was on that team. And then, yeah, b- before that, it was like the 80s, man. I know. Bill Simmons talking about his childhood watching, like, Larry Bird. And I'm like, yo, come on, get out of here, man. I don't want to hear about it's this. It's so sad. Man. It's just older. Any, any chance they get, that, that Celtics team will still take pictures of themselves on, like, a yeah. six-megapixel camera and post it yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Everybody holding up that one championship ring <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that good of a championship <laughs> ring man that that ring is ugly man i saw it in uncut gems it was not that good you know the raptors ring is way better than that one y'all, y'all need to stop this the yeah. raptors the raptors ring is so nice that it's worth like two rings bro. No, bro, it's like you. twice as big as that, that's, that celtics ring that's a like, nice ring like yeah. that celtics ring is like the saddest ring i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> that that's they they carved out that ring in 1963, and they're like, "Here, guys, take it." And it's all good. That's, that's, yo, that thing yeah. is not even. That's not even gold. That doesn't that, have gems on it. Yo, that thing is silver. <laughs> like, get out of here, man. <laughs> that's the saddest ring I've ever seen, man. <laughs> Imagine being a championship organization, and that's what you come up with, man. You come oh, and up I tell you, BBL ring. <laughs> that, that was the first ring that they had in 30 years, and that's what they made, man. That's, that's the ring they give you when you graduate engineering at the University of Ryerson. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that stuff uh, is sad, man. And they're still celebrating it like it's something big, man. Y'all gotta stop this, man. It's the Celtics, man. Come on, man. It's enough. All you guys got traded to the Nets and did nothing. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron buried KG on two teams after that. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> but come on, let's stop this. Let's oh, stop this, oh, man. I, 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 you know what? I do love the, how confident they are, though. I, I kind of do admire that about them. Not necessarily because I think they're they're right, or I even like. I think it's a good quality. I just think it's so entertaining, man. Like for for like Paul yeah. Pierce to be like, "Oh, who's better, me or Dwayne Wade?" And he's like, "Me, of course." And it's like, "Yo, man!" He said it was so much. It was he, so he, yeah. That was hilarious. Like, that was so funny so though, conviction. man. Like, they all ripped him. Oh, all by, by the way, uh, recently I saw um, a graphic where Paul Pierce made NBA predictions at the start of the year. Let me just read you the predictions. All right, so oh, he made this at the start I, I, I of the season. It. MVP, Joel Embiid. Finals matchup, Bucks versus Clippers. 2020 champions, Bucks. MVP, Giannis. I'm going to skip breakout star because he said Pascal Siakam. You know, realistically, that one is also a bit of a flop based on what happened in the playoffs. Rookie yeah. of the year, RJ Barrett. Most improved player, Laurie Markkinen. And coach of the year, Lloyd Pierce. Like, man. bro, how do you shoot 0 for 8? I, it's unbelievable, man. In fairness, like, it's, it's hard to make those picks. Yeah, but and some of them you can't get. I know it's rough, but some of them you can't get mad at. Like, Embiid is a weird one, but we can't forget. Like, there was some talk about him being a candidate at mm. the start of the season because they like they made this big splash. Yeah. They were supposed to be a top two team in the East. Nobody thought they would collapse this way, right? No. Like in true. the Bucks Clippers, I get it. Mm-hmm. I, get I get that. Thinking, I get like, that. Right? That's hard to argue. Laurie Markkinen is a weird one. Yep. I don't know what like. 
Like what, what was, why, why Laurie, like, I like Laurie Markin. He fought mm. this year big though. Yeah. Um, RJ Barrett. I mean, the come weird on, thing though. about RJ Barrett is like, you knew he wasn't going to get it, you know, no. because the Knicks can't develop talent ever. Yeah. There will never be a rookie of the year from, <laughs> from New York. No, nope. it's, it, it's not happening. They're, they're atrocious at uh, developing talent. They can't. And that poor kid is stuck there for a little bit. I mean, I like that they got Tibbs. It should help a little bit. But, man, I just – what were yeah. you thinking, bro? Lloyd Pierce? That's the well, worst it, one. Yo, where did he pull <laughs> Lloyd Pierce from, man? This guy said Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. Come on, Lloyd, The best thing Lloyd Pierce could have done is get eighth in the East. What else was he going to do? Lloyd, if you pick Lloyd, Lloyd Banks Pierce would have been a better choice East, than this. <laughs> if you're thinking that Lloyd Pierce is going to be coach of the year, in your mind, that means the Hawks are going to be a top three or four team in the East. Yeah, like come on, man. I don't know what goes on, on in Paul Pierce's mind, though. But honestly, yeah, very inter- he's very entertaining. Like he's one of my favorite analysts because just I in the wrong him. in the wrong sense. All right, man. Will, my guy, congratulations on uh, thanks, brother. Everything in life, man. I appreciate you I appreciate coming you. on. Thank you for your time. I ho- I'm rooting for your course, heat, man. man. I'm rooting for your heat, but uh, you know, realistically, uh, I probably have the Lakers here. But honestly, man, that's okay. You know, I'm expecting yeah. those DMs. We'll be chatting. Don't worry. We'll be chatting. We'll be talking listen, about it plenty. Yeah. I'll be I'll be doing podcasts on the games on the finals. So I'll be covering the finals pretty extensively. Yeah. I'll probably be calling yeah. you again. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah, anything man. anything you want to plug? Anything like that before we go? All I want to plug is that Will Lou, I've known you only for a few years, man, but you're you're a dope guy, man. it's, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. And honestly, that's the only thing I really want to plug. I don't I don't need to plug Twitter or any of that. Wow. I just want to plug that William Liu, this guy that I'm talking to right now, one of the best guys in the business, and he deserves any good thing that's coming to him. Appreciate oh, you, brother. I appreciate you too, man. But, yo, fo- follow well, man, at YL Hoops, all right? Uh, W-A-E-L. Yeah, that's right. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, and, uh, yeah, course. we'll be back uh, with more episodes next week. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.